Hello, my name is Steve Mitchell, and I had the pleasure of working with both Cadillac and Donna when I was at Kix 101.5 and Eagle 106.7. I am big fans of both of them. So when I was asked to do an intro for this podcast, I was honored, and I thought it deserved a big production. So here goes. For 27 years, he devoted his life to entertaining the people. Then suddenly, he was cast aside like an old chew toy. Most people would have curled up into a fetal position on the couch in their pajamas, not Caddy. He, along with his shy but trusty sidekick of 17 years, Donna, has returned. This is Cadillac Jack, my second act. Steve Mitchell being extra with his intro to the pod today. Steve Mitchell, legendary, iconic Atlanta radio personality and national syndicated radio host. And we're going to talk more about Mitchell when we do the who introed the show segment. But, uh, he set the bar. Nice? Oh, my I mean, gosh. He set the bar high. He spent some time on that. We love Seriously. you, Steve. Very much. My name is Cadillac Jack. Hi. I joined Atlanta radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. And, um, well, that's when I was fired. So, welcome to my second act. And my name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife, and I saw Jumanji 2 by myself yesterday. A couple of questions. Why that movie? And explain to everyone why you chose to go to the movies by yourself. Well, I really didn't. It didn't start out that way. I, um, You know how we were talking in the last pod about Olivia and her boyfriend, Jack, and how we kind of make try to get them together and make time for them to spend time together. So, yesterday, they met at North Point Mall. And originally, they were going to be together like two hours because they were kind of going to look for him some shoes for the prom and her some shoes and all this kind of stuff. And so I got a mall sage. I call them a mall sage because it's M-A-U-L. Like they mall you. They tear you up. Oh, my gosh. Like you, you know, it's not. It's those people that don't have a storefront in the mall. They just. Or a license. That too. Yes. But I think that they just set up wherever they want and and they keep moving until the management, you know, they run them off and they find another spot in the back of the mall. Well, they have a storefront now. They've gotten professional. They have. Yeah. They have a little kiosk out front and then they. But I'm not like going in the store yet. I'm not there. They keep trying to get me on the table. Like, come and get on the table. I'm like, eh, I don't know. 25% 25% discount for beautiful blondes today only. I don't know. At the Mall Sage, M-A-U-L. M-A-U-L. But it's like a dollar a minute and you walk away from there like you, you've, been pain, man, you've been manhandling. Worse pain than you walked in with. Right. So I. So cr- why? Well, <laughs> because I, it, I, I needed some work on my shoulder. So I crawled over to the Starbucks afterwards and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I've got like an hour or whatever left. So I went and bought some candles. And then I was like, you know what? By the time I get home, it's going to be time to turn around and come back. So I'm just going to go see a movie. So I looked up the movies at North Point at the AMC. And the only thing that was starting around the time that I could go see it was either the movie that won the Academy Award with the subtitles. Parasite. Correct. Or Jumanji 2. Tough call, huh? Well, I knew Kevin Hart was in Jumanji 2. And The Rock, right? And The Rock. I've never seen, have you ever seen Jumanji? I've never seen Jumanji. Me either. So I go and I sit down and I get my popcorn and my junior mints and my diet coke. It was kind of like delightful. Like I was in there by myself. There was probably like six other, I told you it was like Divorce Dad's Day at, at the movie theater because there was nothing but like men with kids. 
I hope they were dads. Anyway, um, so, well, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. But I think they were. But anyway, so I fell asleep. I took, you know, because you can recline your chair. And I had like my, um, my hoodie like over me. It was like a blanket. And I think I slept for like an hour and a half. And I woke up and guess who was on the screen? Jumanji. Joe Jonas. Or Nick. I get them confused. Not the portly one. Not a joke. Where? The other you? two. Well, there's three of them. One is like sort of like Squatty Potty. He's little. He's short. He has short legs. Are you talking about the bonus Jonas, Frankie? No, that's the brother. This is the third one. That like Kevin, went and ran a Joe construction company. Well, he's from Dallas for his dad. Yeah. Yes, it is Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Not him. We'll go with Joe. But did you know Jonas' brother was, was in Jumanji? I had no idea. So and you I, wake up and you think what? That this is a dream or this is real life? It or? was weird. I mean, I don't know where he came from. I don't know what. Because right. I literally just came back to life. And he's in the movie. And get this. I had to leave because it was time to go pick up Olivia. So I didn't even see the end of it. So, I have no interest in it. So I don't know that you'll ever no. get that back. You'll never I, see the. I don't know. The whole thing. I don't know. All right. Your core 57 hype song on the way here. My core 57 hype song was, it's kind of like not a hype hype up song, but it's Some People Do by Old Dominion. I love Old Dominion. And I want to know from you, like why, okay, so the the album was called Old Dominion. Mm. And I love this song because it's really kind of about him. It's like a song about um, regret and kind of like whatever. I don't know. Well, Addiction. somebody wasn't doing right in the marriage. Right. Yeah, exactly. With Matthew. I think Matthew's the lead singer. Yes, and but we're not saying he wasn't doing right. We're just saying that no, because Thomas Rhett was a co-writer, right? On the song, with it's him. just a great song. But no, but Matthew has talked about before how how personal the song is for him, and he didn't know if they were going to release it once it was written because it is yes. so deeply personal to him. Yes. So you have to read between the lines there and just assume that he mean, he's referring to he and his wife and in, in their marriage. I would imagine something. Yeah, I'm not taking that fall. You go on that one, but yes, but he did say he has said I've heard him say like this is a ve- it was a very personal song. He wasn't sure if he was even going to record it. I think Shane McAnally co-wrote it too with um. I guess with with Thomas, Thomas Rhett. Rhett yeah. But this seems like that record just did not do well. And I love Old Dominion. I know you do too. I wonder why. It came out in October and I didn't even know it. And I'm a fa- I didn't discover it until like a month ago. I'm shocked because I'm a I'm I am I am a Old Dominion fan. And I wonder if it's because I'm just not as tuned in as I was when I worked in country radio. I don't think Although so. Although I love country music and continue to listen to it. But I'm just not. I'm not reading all the e blasts every day from the record labels and yeah. all the industry e blasts and stuff like that. Because being a fan, I, I was disappointed in myself almost that I missed the album when it yeah. dropped in, in in October. Well, it's got that other great song, One Man Band, and I think it's out now. It was a number one hit. For yeah, but it just doesn't seem like they had so much buzz, you know, when they came through. Um, Check out uh, also on that album, My Heart Is a Bar. Oh, yeah, that's a really five. good one. That's my favorite song on the entire project. But do you remember the first one? Like, we would listen to that over and over. Not mean, a like, bad song. All of it. There was not a bad that. song on it. Yeah, so I don't know. But anyways, check out that song. Some people do. Great song. Great Core 57 song. Even though it's a little slow. But a good message. Maybe good for planking. You know, when you're holding the plank. Okay. What was your Core 57 song? Nappy Roots featuring Greg Street. Gonna have a good day. Gonna have a good day. That there's no way you cannot listen to that song. And I was listening to it on the way here today to the Appen Media Group and that podcast network. 
and I was bopping in my truck because it's, it's a song that absolutely gets you in a great mood. Doesn't matter what kind of day you're having. Was that a McDonald's song too? They made it into a McDonald's commercial. Yes, they and it was a Super Bowl money. commercial. I bet they I made believe, big money for Greg Street. Greg Street is and has been. He, he's also a, a a radio personality, legendary here in Atlanta, and works at V103, which is the number one urban station. And here in Atlanta, we have I think eight or nine different urban stations. But he does, I think, six to ten. Yeah. And you used to work at V103. I did. And I want to remind you, if you're, if you're just cycling in or you're new to the podcast, I did have 26 years of, of radio experience here in Atlanta at a country station. Uh, Don and I met at that country station. But you also had time at the urban station, V103, where Greg Street worked. And, and you knew Greg. Yes. And also uh, Luda. Yeah, so Luda was there. Yeah, his name was Chris Bridges. He was a DJ. Well, yeah, he would come out and do, we would do remotes live in different parking lots. Like, I remember we're doing one in Nally Kia, and he came out and would like do the ones and the twos live. You know what I mean? Like, do the kids still say that? Do they say ones and the twos? Well, anyways, he would do it live, but it was amazing. It was a great time working there. I, um, I left country because at the time I was working for Y106, which was the, um, you know, kind of the sister station to kicks. And I just needed to kind of go and work for kind of like a big boss ball station. So that was V103 at the time. And so I left country and went to work for V for probably two and a half years and then ended up coming back when um, Victor, our GM came in, he comboed the two stations. And so we were as one sales team, we sold both kicks and Y106. And like I've said in previous pods, we was print money. I mean, it was a good time to own country, but I loved my time at V103. I had so much fun. You played on the softball team. I did. You were the only white person that worked there. No, not the only white person that okay, worked there. Okay, let me, you were the only white person playing on the softball team. Correct. And your jersey on the back said Snow White. Said Snow. Snow, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they had some amazing cheers and they'd be like, because you know, I played softball like in, when I was growing up in Smyrna. So I think they thought old Snow couldn't hit it out of the park, but I could. I had it going on. And tell the story about. Oh boy! So I the, van, um, the station van, the one hundred three people mover. So we were we well we had. I mean, you want to talk about a station that had it together? I mean, like we probably had, I would say sixty five interns. No kidding, working in the promotion department, and they worked so hard. And that station, I mean, it was a money. You want to talk about a money machine? And like looked so great every time we went somewhere on site. And we, they called the people station. It was so beloved by everyone in the community and did just really good things. You know, tons of philanthropy and everything. But we were doing a remote at a movie theater. And I had said to one of the interns, um, make sure the van is visible, you know, like where we can see it. And he was like this young kid who went, you know, to college somewhere and was just like super young. And um, he was like, uh, it is, it's indiscreet. And I'm like, okay, but we'll have to make sure we can see the van, you know, because the client is going to want to see the van. And he's like, it is, it's indiscreet. And I'm like, I can't have it indiscreet. I've got to have it like out where everybody can see it. And we were talking two different languages. No, it is. It's indiscreet. It's indiscreet. And so I went out there and he's like, see, it's indiscreet. I'm like, perfect. Leave it parked right there. But it was so much fun. Core 57, Milton and City Center in Alpharetta. If you truly want a routine to uh, for your health and, and your well-being, reach out to, to, to Colleen 
and she will get a program set up for you that's absolutely perfect in what you need. Yeah, join on all the, levels. You know, and, and it's a community. She talks about that all the time. It is no fun to work out by yourself. You think it is for a while, and you're just like, because you can't motivate yourself. You know, and you want to be part of a community and you look forward when you're working out with a group of people, you look forward to showing up and you kind of feel like if you're not there, you're going to like let people down, you know, so it kind of keeps you accountable. Um, and it is definitely a community there. So check it out. Go take the assessment. Just reach out to Colleen. Take the first step. She'll set you up. Core 57 Milton and Alfred City Center. Before we sat down to begin recording, I learned, I just want to put this out there for all the husbands. And the boyfriends that I got you is the number one most preferred phrase that a woman wants to hear. I haven't done like research on this, but I'm just trying uh, to help oh, you. I, I I'm see. trying so to help you, you and Hans out. out. I'm I, trying. I even, made a, I even started right. to make a list because I was like, any variation of that? If I say like, don't worry about it, I got it. Does that work too? And you're uh, like, yes. Tr- any, any trust me, yeah. for any woman, any variation, I've got the trash cans. I've okay. got the kids. I've got. See, I thought that there was. I was going to ask you to cite your source because I thought this is like the a source scientific. is me. The source is me. Okay, I'm trying to help you and Hans out. All right. Ryan Newman confirmed over the weekend something that I think everybody knew. Here's here's the headline. Ryan Newman confirms Daytona 500 crash gave him head injury. Well, no. Yeah, bleep. Seriously, of course it did. Here's the thing, though. He did not have any internal organ damage or broken bones on the final lap of the Daytona 500. He walked out of the hospital. Ryan Newman drives to number six. He walked out of the hospital with his daughters by his side, very young daughters by his side, in 42 hours after the crash. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. You know, gosh, glory to a higher power. I mean, on that one. He was, he capital H was watching out for Ryan Newman that day. There's no, there's no way. There's no other way. I mean, do you think we've talked about this and you, you are, you have been, I hate to say that you used to be a huge NASCAR fan, but I do think NASCAR's changed so much that. I don't even keep up anymore. You don't keep up anymore, but you used to. I I would go to both Atlanta races when they had to. I've been to the 500 at Daytona. I've been to Talladega. I used to love going to NASCAR races and I got that from my dad. My dad growing up was always watching NASCAR. Um, He still does. But what, what, you know, they've redone the rules and I don't understand the rules and I don't understand the changes. And so I've really just kind of lost interest. I don't know many of the drivers, you know, most of them are now in the booth that are, you know, doing, uh, oh, commentary or analysts, you know, for, for the networks as opposed to in cars. Do you think there's, and I guess what I'm getting at is, do you think there is any more dangerous sport, you know? than nascar on any given i mean you, you think about like okay yes you could get hit with a wild pitch or i mean things happen in every sport but i mean just to get out there and be racing at that speed you know and it's funny not funny but i mean you you compare like you know every time i think there's some horrible crash everyone goes immediately to dale earnhardt you know is Which, it that that crash that cost him his life was also on the final lap of the Daytona 500. But right. But is this one as bad as that one? Is this, you know, because you're, I mean, because it was so scary and you were telling me that there are, um, in car cameras. Yeah. In car and cameras. not for the networks. You, you see those on, on television when they're, when they're televising the race, the in car cams and the in car audio NASCAR insists that each car in each team owner has in car cams that only NASCAR has access to, and they're triggered any time that a crash happens. So there is footage, video footage from Ryan Newman in his 
uh, in his car during the crash. We'll never see it. They're never going to release it. What they do, though, is they look through it to uh, try to figure out how they can make um, the car safer, safety upgrades and, and, and things like that. And, and how did it roll and why did it go this way? And But do you um, think the camera like made it through that? Crash? I think it's like a black, a black box right. in an airplane. Right. Um, I, I've been told by someone that works in NASCAR that they do have the video footage, but mm-hmm. no one will ever see it because it's just too. Um, I mean, Ryan Newman uh, had to have been seconds from death. Mm-hmm. Four days before the crash, let me tell you what happened. Four days before Ryan Newman's crash at the Daytona 500, he and his wife, Chrissy, announced that after 16 years of marriage, they were getting separated. Yeah. Here is the Instagram post. After 16 years of marriage, Ryan Ryan and I have decided to amicably separate. We will continue to jointly raise our girls while remaining friends and continuing to work together supporting Rescue Ranch, which is their uh, nonprofit that they have for uh, rescue animals. Thank you for the years of support and friendship. We ask that our daughter's privacy be respected during this time. Chrissy uh, Newman. Four days before the crash. NASCAR wives travel with their husbands. Um, and there's significant others too. There's no such thing as a weekend unless NASCAR's off, like for Easter or Mother's Day or something like that. If the schedule's open, if it's an open date, you're at a track every weekend. This particular weekend, the Daytona 500, she was with friends in like the somewhere Kirks, be, 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 Turks and, and Caicos or somewhere. somewhere. Yes, because she had posted a, a, a photograph on Instagram saying, and this is prior to the crash, that this was the first time she was not at a track. On a Sunday, not right. at a NASCAR track. She was doing a girl's weekend. She was right. marking the celebration or celebrating her separation, I guess. I don't know. I don't know about that. It was just a friend's trip, but yes. Does something like what happened to Ryan, do you think that they are now reevaluating the decision to separate? Does something that takes you seconds from death does it cause you to reevaluate everything in your life? And I, especially something like separating after 16 years of marriage. Right. I've been seconds from death. Uh, my heart attack was three years ago last week. Right. And life changing events like this, where you, they, they, you do reevaluate everything in your life. And it's my hope that Ryan and Chrissy Newman decide to work on their marriage for the sake of their daughters, two beautiful little young girls. But how do you know that they're they're? I mean, maybe the, maybe it's better for them. You know what I'm saying? Like after that many years of marriage, like I would think by then you kind of have it figured out. It's either, you know, it's going to, well, your marriage is always a work in progress, right? No, I agree with that. But I mean, d- does a life changing event make you, change up course on something like that. You know, I think about the people who went through 9-11, you know, or anything like that. You know, if you're in the midst of something where, you know, you're going to completely abandon, say, you know, I don't know, your marriage or or maybe you were going to adopt a child or have another child and you said, no, I'm not going to do it. And then or you were in a fight with your spouse or whatever. Like, you know, do those things seem like completely petty in the light of something like this happening, you know, the timing is really, and and he is interesting and he is a, a driver who kind of, I say goes under the radar. I mean, he's not like a, you know, you don't hear us. I mean, I'm sure people in NASCAR hear about him, but it's not like a Jimmy Johnson or, a, you know, he's not more of a flashy driver. Um, uh, you probably argue that actually, but 
Yeah. They call him the Rocket Man. Oh, well, I don't know. See. Well, but my point, though, Donna, is that there's so many of these new, young, rising NASCAR stars right. that you get, I, I can't anyway keep up with all of their names. But a name like Ryan Newman, who's been in the sport, and yes, I do believe that NASCAR is a sport. Uh, they've been in the sport as long as he has. There are very few of those marquee names. You know, Gordon's gone. Uh, Earnhardt's gone. Um, uh, Jimmy Johnson, I think maybe this is even his last season. Yeah. And he'll wind up in the booth. But well, And you think about like, okay, like from their marriage, like this is what I think about, like, okay, maybe they were, maybe they were dead set on separating. And then obviously with his two young daughters, incredibly traumatic, you know, to see your dad. Because the other thing is, is forever, they will be able to put a Google on that and be able to watch that footage of their dad, you know, so frightening. And so do you, you know, do you for your children's sake say, you know what, there's enough going on. We're going to kind of patch this back together. I think, yeah, I, w- I hope again, I hope so. Yeah. I hope that we learn soon that, that Ryan and, and, and Chrissy Newman are going to work on their marriage. Yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know that, that if you talk to people that have been through something like that, the know? further you get away from it and we've, spoken about this before the far the, the the farther you get away from it like a heart attack in my case the easier it is to just almost let it expire does that make sense that it's not mm-hmm. top of mind anymore and the example i'll use right now is the three-year celebration of my life which was last week you and i went to what was the breakfast place first watch or something yes first watch um and listen i wanted so bad to order the million dollar bacon which has the brown sugar mm. and the sugar and more sugar mm-hmm. and it's baked. Um, mm-hmm. But you have to go with the still cut, cut oatmeal. oatmeal. Yeah. Because you know that that's what you have to do in order to try to stay on your healthy track and, and keep your, your heart healthy as well. But after three years, sometimes you, you let things slide, you know? Well, I think it's kind of the opposite. I think like it's like, the first year after your heart attack, I know we were very, everyone, including the kids, were very emotional. The second year, it wasn't that we didn't think about it because I always, I know the date, you know, and um, it wasn't that it came up. But I think in year three, I think you have done some things. I think, you know, you had not been back to the cardiologist for a while. And even though it was the dentist that made you kind of get back into it, you did go. And you've been incredibly, I mean, just amazing with your working out and doing your cardio and staying on top of it. I mean, not missing a day. So I think that maybe the three-year mark for you was kind of like, okay, I've got a, you know, a reset, a kind of do a reset, which is okay. And I did go see Dr. Backer, my yeah. cardiologist. And, and it had been too long. Um, yeah. And, and he, he, he tapped me a little bit about that, you know, Yeah. but it was a, it was, everything came back fine. It came back fantastic. He was like, you're, you're, you're great. I'll Which see is you. Great you know, we're doing a stress test and an echo here in, uh, I think, May. But yeah, uh, it, it, I had waited too long. And so I think that the further you get away from something like this, it can be tough. You know, and also after my heart, during my heart attack, I was also in the middle of a contract negotiation. Right. My contract was coming up. Yeah. I was, was coming out of a four-year no-cut deal. It was a scary time for sure. And you were literally negotiating uh, yeah. from from the hospital room. Yeah, we were. My contract. We know, were. The agents were not, you know, yeah. Don't get me started on agents. That's another podcast. Uh, yes, that's another. For another day. That's another podcast. I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. I think it'll be an interesting story to kind of, you know, keep up with. See what happens in the long run. 
here's the here's the best part. That man is alive. Yes. He is walking, holding his daughter's hands. Does, does beautiful little girls have a dad? Yes. And Chrissy, if nothing else, has someone who is committed. Chrissy, his wife, uh, if nothing else, has someone who's committed to providing unconditional love for their daughters. Right. Should they not even get back together? Should there be no reconciliation? Chrissy and Ryan both know that they're in it to their, love their yeah, daughters and their show, show them the, the best way that they can. And I think that sometimes as a mom and a dad, that's the best you can do. Absolutely. Especially with young kids. We've had some really, really shoddy weather here in Atlanta. A lot of rain. Well, I mean, the whole country has. Raining. This week, it's, it, it's crazy. And it, it got me to thinking, we, we, were, um, we were going out to have dinner. And we passed a wreck on Old Milton Parkway. And it was pouring down rain. And it got me to thinking, you know what? A lot of times, I've been, uh, most recently, a fender bender probably a year ago on 400 Northbound right there at 285, which is just crazy, all that merging right there. But it, it gets you to thinking, you know, in the pouring down rain, or if it's an afternoon rush hour, you don't want to be that car. You don't want to be that person that's holding up traffic. And traffic, right. Because you just start to freak out a little bit and you get nervous. And you're just like, you know what? I'm fine. There's nothing, there's nothing going on. Yeah, you just want to keep it moving. And you don't think about yourself. Right. And that's the person that you should be thinking of more than any other. Absolutely. And I think that, you know what, um, if you've been in an accident, you know, it's never too late. You're, you're not an expert. You're not an expert on like what happened to you with your you know, vehicle. You're not an expert on what happened with your health. You don't know down the road that you're not going to have more problems. So why would you not just talk to someone about it? And we've got the perfect person. 1-800-HURT-911. Attorneys live right here in Atlanta. And that's also a big uh, flag for, I'm not going to say most, but for many attorneys that specialize in personal injury law, they don't even live here. They have an office because they have to. They have to have a, 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 a physical street address because the law says that they have to. But often they don't have offices in, in the state of Georgia. They're based in Florida or they're based somewhere else. And these are mega, mega law firms. The difference in those firms and 1-800-HURT-911 is that they are going to pair you with an attorney. They're going to pair you with doctors. They're going to take care of everything because, again, it's not up to you to decide if you are okay after uh, an accident. If you walk away from a car accident thinking, you know what, I'm all right, nothing's broken, I feel fine, it costs you absolutely nothing to find out when you make the call to 1-800-HURT-911. And if that makes you nervous, reach out to me on social media or shoot me a text uh, I'll reach out to him personally and get and get you set up. 1-800-HURT-911. The injuries you don't see are often the most devastating, which can keep you from working. You lose just a crap ton of money. Yeah, you can. And you're right. You've always done a great job at that. So reach out. Because sometimes people are intimidated. They're like, oh, I don't want to call. I don't know what this is going to be. Call one of us. Reach out on social, and we will personally get you in touch with um, Dr. Veal. And he he has a whole network that will get you where you need to be. A second opinion can get you first rate compensation. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. In between the senior send-offs and the project graduations and proms and other events to uh, for soon-to-be high school graduates, there's one activity that is not sanctioned by the schools. And it's happening at our 16-year-old daughter's school right now. Olivia is a sophomore at Cambridge High School in Milton. And right now, they are in the middle of what is called assass- uh, assassin. ass- assassins. Assassin. It's, it's, it's somewhat troubling. Explain to everybody what happens and, and why they're doing it. There's a buy-in, and i tell you why they're doing it. It's because you can bank seven to – I know at Cambridge, you can bank seven to $10,000. That's insane. If you win, if you're the last one 
standing standing in the game well so you're i don't really i mean i kind of understand it it's sort of like clouded cloaked in secrecy so you you play as a team and there's rounds and so you are you're you have people that you're trying to um hunt down and like pick off and the goal is to shoot them with a water gun you know and then you have to provide upload a picture i think it's either to facebook or instagram you know that you have taken this person out so it's kind of like a grid where you, once the round is over, then you move to the next round if you were not taken out. But it, I think it started, kind of started on college campuses. And it's, because um, Will was telling me they played it in college, but it's kind of trickled down to high schools. And I think Cambridge has been doing it. There's a group of students who've been doing it for a while. I think Milton does it as well. And I mean, I have just heard some horror stories. Like, okay, one of our friends who lives in the neighborhood, Debbie, she was at lunch when her son, I think was a senior, and they came in, they, like they were sitting on the patio, and these kids came onto the patio and soaked them down. Like, you know. Because that's she, your weapon, is a, is a water gun a or a super soaker. And you're not supposed to do it at school. I don't think you're supposed to do it. You obviously can't at do work. it at, school, at work. There's certain rules. But the other day, I'm going to pick Olivia up after band practice, and I see these kids, because I didn't know at the time what was going on. I see these kids in the bushes. And they like keep coming up like little mole rats, you know, out of the bushes and then they go back down. And I'm what, like, what did you think what? was going on? I thought they were like fooling around or something. I didn't know. But I'm like, what is going on? And they were tracking someone walking to their car. And here's the crazy thing. Like these kids, they turn off, the, they disable their GPS notifications. They don't yeah. go to school. Right. They don't go to school. <laughs> they hide out in the house. They don't go to practices. I mean, it's insane. And somebody was telling me that the worst thing you can do is have like an ACT or an SAT scheduled at that time. Because they know you have to go to that. They know you're going to have to go to that. Like another friend of mine, their um, son was parking his car in the garage. Like they had to move all their cars around because like he had to get in his car in the stealth of the morning and take off. You know, because if your windows are up, they can't get you or whatever. I mean, it's crazy. It's a lot of money. So there's a buy-in. I guess it's kind of like a fantasy football type thing. And it's boys and girls. It's guys and girls. It's not just guys. But, I mean, it's it's kind of nutty. I mean, like, I'm thinking back to, like, what did we have when we were growing up? Like, we, we toilet didn't... papered everybody. Oh, yeah. That was so much fun. TP. You know who I want to TP? Donna. I want to TP Travis Tritt. Donna, stop. Let's, let's not do that. I, I have, I will tell you this. I have, I'm not going to tell you who, but I have TP'd someone as an adult. Woman. Oh, I know that you have. Okay. And it was you and a bunch of your girlfriends Stop. and they had an RV okay. and y'all drove over to seven Hills. Okay. It's not seven Hills. It's six Hills and you need to stop. Whatever. Well, you need to stop. Okay. But who You're does that trying, as a grown adult? Oh, plenty of people. Y'all are all liquored up. You've been out somewhere doing karaoke and you decided it was to, my birthday party. to TP someone's, a grown woman's home and y'all did. We did. <clears throat> I, I tossed it out there on the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook just because I was curious about this whole assassins game uh, Larry Collinsworth what happened to putting your assistant principal's car in the courtyard on away games on Friday night oh that was fun like what do you do lift it up or something yeah they lift it up and move it uh, Lori Simmons it was nerf wars here in Gwinnett teams of four trying to take out the other teams cheap buy-in winner takes all not only was it dangerous with the kids driving it became dangerous when kids were hiding in bushes at 5 a.m. seriously very dangerous game. Sheila Bridges writes, uh, I just saw where there is now a TikTok crack school challenge. I haven't seen that, Sheila. No, that's a scary one. I'm so worried about our children. Um, Melissa Gibson, I have a freshman at Cambridge and a 17-year-old who's a student at Kingsridge. 
who's friends with many kids participating. So I've heard quite a bit about it. Honestly, many of these kids are so into the game, they aren't thinking of how dangerous some of their decisions are. Also, not really into them doing donuts in the cul-de-sac or neighboring yards. Because, again, with seven, if you're a high school junior, yeah. if you're a high school senior, and there's seven to $10,000 on the line, yeah. you, you'll do a... You'll do a donut in a cul-de-sac or in somebody's yard if well, you if it's going to help you get ahead and to get to your target and take them out. Right. And the thing about it is like, you know, I'm sure like we sound like old people like, oh, it's just fun or whatever. And I'm sure it is fun. But I think the element that gets scary with it is the driving, you know, because you're not watching where you're going. And you say you're, you know, chasing after somebody. Again, maybe you're not supposed to do it in your car, but I don't think that they completely abide by all the rules. But yeah, it's kind of scary. I don't want to be in the middle of it. I sure as heck don't want to get super soaked. Do you? No, I don't. Especially not if you're eating at a restaurant. And that's what happened to Debbie and, and her son Callum. They yes. were having lunch somewhere, and all of a sudden, these she kids come soaked. racing in the front door because someone had tipped them off. Someone I think in the they were on the patio. They did. They didn't come inside the restaurant. But they someone the in the restaurant saw them. Yeah, and called the person who was supposed to take Callum out and said, "Callum is here." Yeah. Well, there's like scout elves too. I think that like get and paid. they give you a cut. Yeah. They cut you in on yeah. the on the prize money. If you help them. Should we do this as no, adults? No, we should not. No. Maybe Hans get a team, no. him and his wife and us. What no, do you think? No. And we won't tell people. We'll just like say, you don't know what game we're playing and just go around and super soak people. Do you have people you want to super soak right now? I have a lot of people I'd like to super soak. I do too. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not into that. I think it's dangerous. I think you got to be careful. It was seven to $10,000 online. Listen, when I were a high school senior, I'd do anything for a hundred bucks. I know. I mean, anything for a hundred bucks. So, I mean, seven to ten thousand dollars. That's a lot that's, of money. That's a, that's a crap load of money. Well, these little kids need to stay safe. Let's play this stay safe for graduation. Stay safe for your families. <laughs> stay safe for your four year college education or your trade school, as we've discussed many times on right. the pod before. Right. Tracy Cousineau is going to pay six figures in marketing to get your home in front of the people that it needs to be in front of. Six figures, her investment in marketing. And Tracy Cousineau and real estate expert advisors, as soon as you are ready to go, as soon as you say, all right. We're ready. Let's launch this thing. It begins that day. It begins that afternoon. It begins that evening and continues and continues until your home is sold by Tracy Cousin of Real Estate Expert Advisors. And you can get up to 18% more money while selling your home. As a home seller, you are at risk of losing thousands of dollars when your home selling processes aren't managed properly. Or you have, uh, let's say that, uh, well, you your home has failed to sell with with failed to sell with other agents, and it happens all the time. And, and that's where Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, can step in. Uh, if you've had multiple agents, someone was not doing their job. Why do listings expire? Because someone doesn't know what they're doing. Tracy Cousineau has a proven system that will get you your home sold. Tracy Cousineau. Dot com. That's cousin with an E-A-U, because you know and I know Tracy's going to sell your home or call 855-MY-EXPERT, 855-MY-EXPERT. Thank you, Tracy Kusno, for your support of my second act. We had dinner at a neighbor's house over the weekend. It was very nice. Um, Lisa and Mike Pardo, and we've been neighbors with the Pardos probably four years. Yes. He's got some great stories, let me tell they you. They moved from New York City. Mike was a... Detective. He was the lead, head detective, lead in, detective in, in the New York City Police Department. Right. Um, and he dealt with under Mike Kelly and Giuliani. He dealt with crime families. He dealt with uh, uh, mob bosses. Yes, I mean the stories that that Mike tells oh, I love just them. are are would make your make your skin crawl. Talking about heads being delivered to the precinct in a box. 
you know, back, and this is, was, you know, when, and there's still, as we talked about over the weekend at dinner, there's still much of that type crime in New York City. But back then, it was just the, the, the crime families, the mobs ran the city, you know? Yeah, he helped bring down, he was instrumental in, or he was involved in the Central Park jogger case. And then he eventually left, um, the east side of it of the department and went down to work in Jamaica Heights and to hear his stories. I mean, he went from having a driver to like, you know, he had to completely get rid of all of his nice expensive suits. I mean, it was a obviously totally different crowd um, and different types of crime that he was investigating um, in Jamaica Heights. But yes, he's got amazing stories. They were so kind. At least I prepared from scratch, a, a great Italian Oh, it was meal. fabulous. And it was great to catch up and to talk. And and, and we were uh, going through the home. And we noticed that like many of us, they had a, an aquarium. Yes. In a dark room. And inside it was a red slider turtle about the size of a shoebox. Oh, boy. These are the little turtles that you buy when they're the size of a a, a, a half dollar. Yeah. When you go to the beach. And then you bring them back. You transport them back home, and because you don't. Your kids re- want them. You don't. Re- you paid like three dollars for them or something. Right. You do not realize when your kids are pitching a fit on your way home from the beach at the souvenir place, and you just give in because it's you're, you're already done with vacation, and you you don't have that last nerve's been shot for a just long get time. Get them a turtle. You, you get them a turtle. You you cave and you give them a turtle. You don't Can't realize get one turtle though. No, because the turtle has to have friends. Yep. Well, and you've got three kids. You got to have three turtles. We know obviously from experience. So we're coming back from Fred Island. We go by a souvenir shop. These turtles are cute. I mean, they are cute. They're little. They're cute. They have little red ears. So cute. So they give us three. I put them in a cooler. For again, we drive separate cars and. Somehow, well, because I, I, well, I had to work, and so I came down for half a week. I wasn't able to come down for the yeah, whole week. So, so I was about to say, somehow I ended up with three kids and three turtles, but whatever. So I'm driving. I had to go back early, I'm sure. Right. So I'm driving back, and we stop at, if you've ever come down I-16, like outside of Savannah, there's this Ruby Tuesdays, this rogue Ruby Tuesdays. And so we stop there. And I'm like, I can't leave these turtles. I mean, it was 100 degrees. I can't leave these turtles in the car. So I've got them in like a lunch cooler, like you would take to your workplace. Like a collapsible yeah. cooler. And I bring them in, and it became this game that I played with the... um the guy who waited on us because he's like, what's in the cooler? I'm like, my kidney. And he was like, oh, okay. Does it need to be on ice? I said, no, it's fine. Just sit beside me. The kids were like appalled, you know, but I had to bring these turtles in. And if I told him that I had three red sliders, that's probably against a health code. I would imagine so. Yeah. You, you talk about your health score and health yeah. inspections and how particular you are about them. They, well, they, oh, Charlie's would have cooked them up. But the, the, the but Ruby Tuesdays was like not having it. So, Anyway, we take these turtles home. I go to PetSmart. I'm like, we got these three turtles. They're adorable. I need a, um, you know, I need like a aquarium. Not not even an aquarium, a bowl to put them in. I was planning on getting three little bowls. Like you put a goldfish in and putting one in each one of the kids' rooms. Now, they'd already named these turtles. And they had ridiculous names, like after um, Star Wars characters, like Master Shifu. And I mean, it's just crazy stuff. And the guy at PetSmart is like, no, 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 no. You have to get an aquarium with lights with rocks, with filtration. It was like $400. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. You thought you were going to be able to put them in a bowl. Yeah. In the playroom, and they were going to be fine. But you had to get a filtration system. You had to get these special lighting lights. You had to get all the kind of stuff. And I was the one that had to change the the turtle tank. The turtle water. 
and it was because it's very heavy. I can still like I'm vividly and it would splash going back up there. in your mouth and in no. your nose because you can't balance it as you're trying to walk it to the tub or outside. Which, to okay, that's it. gross enough. It, Donna, what I, else was I going to do with the turtle? Then tank? I found out you were putting the turtle water down the girls' where, bathtub. Where did you think that I was putting it? Open it's upstairs. A Open a window. Caring. I don't know. It was horrific. Let it would sm- get on your Ugh. clothes, and it was just the most disgusting water you've ever seen or tasted, Ugh. as was the case in your entire life. These turtles, uh, the Pardos had one, and so we we were talking about red slider turtles and about how we released ours into the wild, which Ugh. turns out is illegal. It is illegal. And the DNR will come and arrest you. Okay, so why are we talking about this? Because we have have always said that there will always be transparency on this podcast. Yes, docents, <laughs> come at us. Oh, God. Okay. We released him in the White Columns Pond. Oh my gosh! What? Did you just tell where we really stop? No, there are, have been hundreds of families that have done the same thing because these uh, turtles get so big, know. or your kids move away. You don't want to keep up with a damn turtle. Well, I'll tell you this: I tried to put. But them it's out. illegal because they're, they have they salmonella. Up, they, well, and they mess up the ecosystem. I tried to put them on. It wasn't Craigslist at the time; it was something else. I tried to put them up there, and people were like, "Oh, lady, there's a million turtles up here." You know, and and it was like they because what happens is they grow to the size of the tank they're in. They will get the size of a satellite dish. And these turtles were growing. I mean, they were growing and growing and growing. And um, they were kind of cute, though. I kind of feel bad now because they would like get on the rocks and do turtle yoga. If you've ever had a turtle, they do the cutest little yoga. But my thing was that it was kind of cruel that they were living in this like because they would like swim to the to one side of the aquarium, turn around and swim back. And it just seemed cruel. So we're like, we're going to put them out in a pond. Now, I'll tell you this. I had all three kids with me. Because they needed to, like, you know, we're going to release them into the wild so they'll be happy. You're pitching. We're pitching it as it's it's a positive thing. Yes, it's a positive thing. It's not against the law. So we put them into the pond, and these turtles start swimming back toward us. And the kids were like, look, they're coming back. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're, they're fine. They're happy. Everybody get in the car. I do have some guilt over this. Uh, I've got a little parenting tip for you. Do not buy an animal that poops where it lives. Okay, so that's going to include... Slider turtles. Slider turtles. That's going to include... Any sort of bird. A ferret. What was that thing we had? A guinea pig. Scooter Booter. Yeah, Scooter Booter was his name. Oh, God. So, in the New York Post, there was a front page story two days after we had this conversation with the Pardos about red slider turtles that Central Park... They're taking over Central Park. There are 52 million... Is that right? That seems high. I'm looking for the article right now, and I don't want to mess with it anymore, but... The, the people in New York City are releasing red slider turtles into the water elements, water features, the ponds, uh, and, Central and Central Park. Park. And it's absolutely causing catastrophic results for the ecosystem. But they're also, did you read that they're like they're sunning themselves on all the rock, like they're taking over. They equate them to like um, uh, alligators in Florida. Like they're everywhere. So, and you know, this is not good. This is not good. But here's the thing. you That's why I'm telling you, if you are a young parent, which we have a lot of young parents that listen, don't give in. Do not buy a gerbil. Do not buy a fancy rat. Do not buy a ferret. Do not buy a guinea pig. Do not buy a red slider. Because you think it's going to silence your kids, and it may. But the long-term... Mm. problems and challenges that you have from one of these animals or pets, as you kids call them. Well, they live forever. It's not worth it. And these things live forever. A hamster will live forever. Red slider turtles. I think everybody's probably had one at some point. If there is a docent listening, 
This they're was coming as all, Donna. Donna no, was. I no. was out of town the day that it they was were your released idea, into the pond at White Columns no, Country Club. It was your idea because it was you was not my idea, no, Donna. You kept complaining about the water. Of course I did. So it was I, your but idea. Here's my thing. I was okay with not relocating them. I was just okay with killing them. Oh my god! I, we didn't need to. Re- we didn't need to relocate the turtles. How? What? How would you do that? What are you even talking about? Now you really kicked up some some problems. So many people participated. In posting, why do you roll your eyes? You, Donna, you know the plan. You knew the plan. And that was, I was going to kill the slider turtles. We're not going to relocate them. Mine was to find someone to take them. Was it White Columns or did we take them to North Park? Let's go on. I think we took them to North Park. All right, let's keep going. And let them go. Keep going. We asked you to tell us about your, the name of your car or your truck or your, your SUV. Um, And we got so many entries with so many interesting names. And, and photos, and I have shared all of the winning photos and names on the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook for you to uh, check out. Yeah, this was a fun contest. Talk about Tara and her husband's truck. So Tara um, Johnson, I'm, this is, I'm not going to get this name right. It's Adam, Adam Mizzik. Anyway, Tara Johnson. She says, my husband calls his truck Mega Minion, and it's like this huge yellow truck. Um, and it's got like a um, minion sunshade in it. And so then he comes back in. Bam is his name. That's a great name. And he says, and as of last Friday, crashed minion dump truck one, me zero. And he, he posted a photo of this poor mega minion truck. They got in a crash. Smished up. So I said, listen, Terry, we got to send him to find a new truck. You're going to the Atlanta International Auto Show. And we will see you there. Uh who you got next, Amanda? I've got, so next was Amanda Rivard, and she says, our old farm truck, a.k.a. Big Ugly. She is big, old, and a long body and 400,000 miles. We use her just for pulling the boat or hauling to the dump. No air, a true diesel hog, but as ugly as she is, she always gets the job done. Our friends even call her by her name, Big Ugly. So Amanda, we'll see Amanda, you at the we'll see you there. Atlanta International Auto Show, which is, is Auto Show Week this week in Atlanta through yes. Sunday at the Georgia World Congress Center. And then uh, Allison Warren tells a story back in 84 she writes when i was heading to uga my parents decided my mustang wasn't solid enough for the back and forth drive my sister inherited uh the mustang for her senior year they handed over my grandmother's four granada for me to drive a granada do you what is that i don't i'm gonna have to put a google that's a good one it's almost like a it's like a big old solid car it was new had all the bells and whistles who knew grandmas needed amp boosters (laughs) my sister and i named it the Triple G, short for Gross Green Granada. That Grandma Green and Four Doors never grew on me. I have so many fun memories because a lot of my friends in Brumby were carless. The Triple G got us there always. That's great. Allison Warren, we appreciate you having fun with us on the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook. And we're going to send you family pack of four tickets to the Atlanta International Auto Show through Sunday at the Georgia World Congress Center. Yeah, thanks for everybody who played along. That was fun. Four Granada. That's a solid car. What were you driving back and forth? Didn't you have a sidekick? Yeah, I had a Suzuki sidekick. Oh, wow. That's oh, a yeah. Granada right there. That's a grandmother oh, that's, car. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's like a pimp car. You, you turned know? the heads in that, I bet, back in 84, <laughs> hitting, hitting the campus at UGA. Love it. All right. Who are Pod Peeps this week? Pod Peeps this week. Uh, Keith Rockdale Bone. You heard him do the intro to the show last week. Keith is the host of the Redneck Show on Facebook. And it's a show that has a national a national following, but they uh, uh, they broadcast from Conyers, from Rockdale County, every Sunday night 
and he has a cast of characters. It's crazy. That are with him. It really is. And, and so Keith Just and fun, I though. had been friends on social media for a long, long time. And after I got fired, he was like, will you come do the Redneck show? And I said, I'd love to, but I can't until my non-compete is done. Yeah. And so as soon as it was done, I was on that next Sunday. Uh, and had an absolute blast because just like with podcasting, anything goes on Facebook Live. I, I don't know if that's crazy. A, if that's a well, let me say with the Redneck Show, anything goes on Facebook Live. I don't know if there are rules and laws with broadcasting on Facebook Live or streaming on Facebook Live, but uh, they put them all out the window during the Redneck Show. And yeah, so he did a great intro. He's always very active uh, with us both on social media and sharing different things, and that means a lot to us, buddy. I appreciate your friendship. Thank you so much for supporting the pod. Keith Rockdale Bone, one of the pod peeps uh, this week. Nathan Roberts works at Thomas L. Scroggs Funeral Directors in McDonough. And Nathan sent me a message on Facebook. Caddy, the podcast really touched me. I work in funeral service, and I have for 23 years, all of my work life. And it is a calling from God. When Mrs. Donna, how about that? Mrs. Donna very sweet. said that, quote, we are angels. It touched my heart. Please pass that on to her. Hashtag, I want to intro the show one day. So we're going to make that happen for Nathan. We're going to reach out to him, and he is our next intro. Um, he'll be coming up. So what was the conversation, though? The conversation was about, we were talking about the therapy dog. And I was That's talking right. about how, you know, it's great to have those. Because it's the funeral home in Franklin, North yes. Carolina. That's right. Okay. And kind of what I went through with my dad and how these people are just amazing. I mean, they see people at the worst of times every single day. And, you know, again, they're not jaded. I mean, the good ones, I think most of them, you know what I mean? They're just kind, kind people. So I appreciate what Nathan does for a living. And absolutely, we would be honored to have him intro the pod. Manny Malcolm is a pod peep for this episode. Heard you talk about emotional support animals and wanted to share our newest therapy dog at Lambert High School. And if you're not from the Atlanta area, Lambert's a huge uh, 6A, I bet. School, yeah. School in, in, in Forsyth County. He got a new raincoat today and has his own Facebook page, and his name is Duck the Dog. And from what I can tell, looking at his raincoat, Duck is a, uh, a, a lab, black lab. He is the cutest thing ever in his little raincoat. And here's what got me going. It says he, and you know, we had Raider on, who Raider is the um, the city's drug dog for Alpharetta, and she is um, goes into Alpharetta High School here, and um, they're the Raiders, that's why she's called Raider, and she's a she. So I am obsessed now with getting the two of them together for like a little date. They're so cute. I mean, they look exactly almost alike. Look at little Duck in his little raincoat. Give Duck a follow on Facebook, Duck the Dog. From Lambert High School. But I think it's to have an emotional support dog in a high school. It's awesome. Right? Great idea. I think it's so great. I mean, you think about kids who are coming into the counselor's office. And, you know, when you get into high school, the stakes are higher. You're not just coming in because, you know, your seven-year-old friend is not nice to you. There's a lot of things going on, you know, in high school in a counseling department. And to, again, have a dog that just allows you, these kids, to, to feel better, to open up. What a great idea. Great idea. I, I give kudos to Lambert for thinking for thinking ahead on that. That's great. Duck the dog on Facebook. Who intro the show? Steve Mitchell is an Atlanta radio icon. Steve began his Atlanta radio career at 96 Rock. Yep. So he was there 74 and 75, and then he came back, and he was there from 82 to 87. Steve has one of the best voices, I swear, in radio. I mean, he, he's amazing. And um, he worked at Y106.7 with us and with Rhubarb. 
he was there kind of helping you ooh, when you were crazy times. What Back you know at Y. Oh, my Lord. That man traveled with you to like Vegas and stuff. I'm sure he saw some stuff. But at any rate, love Steve. And let me tell you about Steve's second act. This is so fascinating. We call our show Second Act um, because if you haven't been, you know, following along here or listening in the past, you had a career in radio for 26 years and you were fired. And so this is your second act. Um, and I've come along to join you for that. And Steve, his second act is he works with a therapy dog. He has a German Shepherd named Roxy. She's so cute. Beautiful. Beautiful dog. And um, he is, she's in training. So she's a therapy dog in training. And so that's his second act because he's retired now and, and, and works with her. And when we were talking, I guess, about therapy dogs, and you were kind of saying, like, does it take a year for them to get? I mean, yeah. Yes, it does. Okay. And he was very clear about it, that they have to go through this strict test. And um, it can take up to a year for these dogs to get, you know, fully approved and pass this test and um, in the therapy program. And he's just been a great loyal supporter of um, of us and of the podcast and tell him about Thunder Road. He Steve also, is uh, for 18 years, I think. I think, yes. He is the host of a nationally syndicated radio program called Thunder Road. It's on uh, over 100 stations nationwide. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a country music show, but it also has uh, talks a lot about NASCAR. Yeah. And you can listen to it. You can um, listen to it like through the web or through – there's different platforms you can listen to it. Just, you know – Put a Google on that and listen to it because it's a great show and he does a great job with it. So we really appreciate it. And listen, he went over and above. He did. For this opener. Steve Mitchell. He used some like sound effects. It was and phasing. Phasing. Yes. Pops and hisses and things like that. Thank you, Steve. Love you, brother. Seriously, do. We appreciate. Uh, we, we we all had. Uh, you and I had breakfast with Steve not too long ago. Yes. Right before the podcast launched and um, had some good conversations. And yes, yeah, Steve and I. Steve was my program director for, for a long time. What my direct boss. And we did travel to, remember the WB, the yes. WWWB is WB 36 here in Atlanta. And they had yep. the frog, right? Yes. And so one year they had the WB radio awards or country awards or music awards or something in Vegas. It was a Mandalay Bay. The Mandalay Bay had just been built, had just opened. And I think we were out there for four days. How many of those days did you sleep? None. Okay. And I think I had like two saltine crackers. And just I, I rest my case. Just spent a lot of money, mm-hmm. a lot of money, lost a lot of money gambling too. But those radio junkets are always fun. Leave us a voicemail, a text. We truly want to know what's on your mind and what uh, you're thinking about, and what we can do better or more of or less of. Seven seven zero four six four six zero two four. Seven seven zero four six four six zero two four. Reach out to us. We would uh, we'd love to hear from you. We do have a small ask of you. And it is three things. If you would, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. If you've already done that, God bless you. Thank you. Encourage someone around you to do the same. And uh, number three, show our sponsors some love because that's why we are here twice a week and able to uh, share my second act with you absolutely free. Yes. So um, 1-800-HURT-911, car accident. It's a 911 call. Call one 800 Hurt 911 to get the best representation. The Atlanta International Auto Show. It's Auto Show Week here in Atlanta through Sunday, March 1st at the Georgia World Congress Center. And uh, Donna and I and uh, the App Media Group family, we will see you at the Auto Show Saturday, February 29th. They're going to be there from noon to 2, um, right there at the, the where the ticket booths are. When you first walk into Building C, the World Congress Center, which is where it is, um, we're going to be there and we're going to be uh, – 
goofing and taking pictures and uh, registering for Kenny Chesney tickets. And also uh, Little Big Town is coming yes. to the Fox, and we have some of those tickets. And well. Little Big Town, and um, we please come see us because we talk. We we we're around each other a lot. Of we time. want other people. We to really talk need some other to, people to talk yeah. to. Yeah. And the kids are coming too, I believe. Yes, I Our think kids. so. Yep. Tracy Cousino, real estate expert advisors. Call Tracy today at 855-MY-EXPERT. That's 855-MY-EXPERT. Tracy Cousineau, uh, been with us since day one here on the podcast. And Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center, two locations. Colleen at Core. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. <laughs>